Welcome to the Disney Points Podcast, where our goal is to help you take that dream Disney vacation without blowing through your savings. With ticket costs and hotel prices constantly on the rise, we want to show you what's possible when you introduce credit card points and miles to the Disney equation. I'm Kim Shearer, and you can find me on my blog, vacationpointers.com, or at my Instagram account, at vacation underscore pointers. And I'm Sam Holland, and you can find me on the web at almostfreetraveling.com, or on Instagram at Almost Free Traveling. And now, this is the Disney Points Podcast. Kim, welcome back. We missed you so much. Where have you been? Oh, thanks, Sam. It's been really sad to not be on with you. Um, where the heck have I been? Let's see. It has been a rough couple of months at our house. We, uh, we were doing a bathroom renovation that uncovered a pretty significant mold problem in our house like whole house mold problem um so we had to move out of our house like suddenly and it was just complete chaos so we've just been kind of living in a survival mode for the last i don't know two months or so as we put everything back together i'm currently sitting in a closet that has been built as part of the renovation that did have mold in it at one time but it doesn't now <laughs> but um oh yeah and then we just i think and then we discovered we had a mouse infestation in our attic it just it just the hits kept coming but like um, a but and not mickey mouse oh my gosh yeah i wish it was mickey mouse no it was all of his ugly cousins oh my gosh living in my attic so cute mice that's terrible i didn't get to see them but the guy told me he was sucking them up with a vacuum that's disgusting there were so many <laughs> Does PETA know about that? That doesn't Does seem he... like an ethical way to get oh, rid of gosh. a mice. Yeah, well, don't tell them. Okay. But yeah, they're, I think, all gone. And we're living in our house again and trying to get back to life as usual. But that is why I haven't been on. I had to postpone a anniversary trip to Mexico because of it and all sorts of things. But the good news is we got to go on the trip. And that was awesome. We went to Secrets moshe it's beautiful i highly recommend it but my one caveat is just be really careful about brushing your teeth with the water or ingesting anything that's undercooked or something i don't know what happened but i also got sick from that but on top of everything oh my gosh yeah it's like like i needed one more thing but um but yeah i'm here today and i'm happy to welcome be back with you. i missed you I know. I missed you, too. And in the meantime, Sam's been off gallivanting at Disneyland, living up her, living her life, having mm-hmm. a great old time. But anyway, that's what we're going to talk today about, because I want to hear about that. I'm tired of mold. I want to hear about Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, I'm here so. with the trip report. I Yay. planned a last minute trip to Disneyland, the OG. Um, and here's how it came about. So Ashley gets around, who has been on the podcast one of our most popular episodes ever, actually, is really? about how to use Genie Plus with Ashley Gets Around. She's a very entertaining <laughs> friend and person to listen to. So check out that episode. She has a totally unorthodox way she uses Genie Plus, which is just tapping into any ride that's nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she was going down for a conference, um, VidCon, and she it was near her birthday, and so she 
I actually invited myself to come down for her birthday because <laughs> I, I mean, could why tell not? that she was like, well, it's my birthday. I'm going to be near Disneyland. And I was like, why don't I come down? So that's how it came about. We had a blast. I'm so glad I went. I hadn't been to the California parts in 18 months and those are my home parks. So loved it. Do you want to tell us how you got there and how you paid for your flight? Yeah. So um, I didn't really hack this with points because we're in a, in a unique situation where we live in the Pacific Northwest and we have Alaska status. I know I talk about this frequently on different episodes, but we are trying to maintain our status from year to year so that we can get upgrades always flying with Alaska. And so I paid cash for this flight. I did look for the cheapest flight I could find. So the cheapest nonstop Alaska flight, that was my criteria. And um, at first I was thinking I was just going to go down for one day. I thought, oh, what if I did the trick where I, you know, flew, took the first flight out from Portland to John Wayne Airport and did a day in the parks and then flew home on the last flight out. But that was not the most economical way to do it. So I ended up flying down first thing Sunday morning. I had to get up at 4 a.m. And I okay. took the 6 a.m. flight to John Wayne Airport. I was in the parks by 9 a.m. And nice. yeah, so that I think is kind of a hack because I didn't have to pay for a hotel room the night before. Uh-huh. Were you exhausted when you got there or were you like, I'm ready to go? No, I was really energized. I mean, okay. it's just that Disney energy, just the vibe infuses me uh -huh. at least with energy. I did um, pack very light. I packed one backpack for three days, two nights, no basically. Way. Yeah. Oh, so I, you literally put your luggage, like your luggage was your backpack in a locker when you got there. That's like you right. You didn't go to a hotel or anything. Yes, that is oh correct. Wow. And I have a few, I need to share a few things. Number one, um, so we never rent a car at Disneyland because we're, we're just going from the airport to the parks mm -hmm. and back. Um, so I lifted to Disneyland and I made a mistake. I put in Disneyland Park as my destination. But as the Lyft driver was driving me to the parks, he said, are you going to the Grand Californian or are you going to the parks? And I said, the parks. And he said, oh, okay, we need to get in here and change this. You have to put in Disney drop-off Harbor Boulevard wow. to get to the right place. If you can put you in... edit that while you're driving? Yeah, you can. Oh, okay. So he had me go in and change that. But basically, if you put in Disneyland Park, it takes you to the Grand Californian, and they will not let them drop you off there. He said they're very strict. And so this has happened to him over and over again. I think he just asks everyone, are you trying to go to the parks? Are you trying yeah. to go to... So anyway. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. That was like a $23 Uber ride, by the way. Okay. A regular Lyft, not like a XL. So... um. A regular lift from John Wayne Airport to, to the drop-off on Harbor Boulevard is about $23. And when I got there, I went straight to the lockers. And for $7, I was able to get the smallest size locker for the day. I just put my backpack in there. You must have packed really light. I did. I mean, <laughs> I did a really good job. I even had a little outfit in there that I didn't wear. But I wore the same jeans 
for uh-huh. three days in a row. Wow. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. Some people online, Disney World people were like, this wouldn't work in Disney World because I'm so sweaty that I have to go home at the <laughs> midday break and like change into a new full on outfit. So this might be just a Disneyland. Hack. Yeah, I was going to say, especially in, especially in June and July. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now. Right now, I think hands down California or Disneyland Paris or the Asia parks are better weather options than Disney World. Okay, one more thing about lockers. They have different sizes and different prices. So they have small, medium, large, extra large, I think it goes. And it's like $7, $9. I think it goes all the way up to $15. And I do think you can fit carry-ons, like a full-on piece of luggage in the extra large lockers. But Okay. um, I was going to say, could like you fit in an extra large? Like how big are we talking could I climb in there? Yeah. <laughs> I should have looked. The, this is really helpful. If you go on Disneyland's website and look up lockers, they have dimensions for and prices for all the different okay. lockers. And if you're facing Disneyland, they're on the left. And then they also have some lockers inside both parks. When you okay. walk into California Adventure or Disneyland, there's lockers on the right-hand side tucked away. I don't know if they have all four sizes inside the parks but they do right outside disneyland so you so. found lockers before you go through the gates is that what you're saying yeah like so before they... you yeah before i entered the parks okay if you're looking facing disneyland the lockers are to the left okay of the entrance got it i wanted to talk a little bit about the different airports because this okay. is something i I think this is something really different for Disneyland than for Disney World. If you're flying to Disney World, obviously you're flying into MCO, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's another one. Is it Orlando Sanford? Like if you're on a small, like Allegiant or one of the other Mm -hmm. smaller carriers Mm -hmm. might fly into there. But yeah, almost always MCO. Yeah, LA is different because there's obviously so many more people. And there's LAX, there's Long Beach Airport, there's John Wayne Airport, there's Burbank, there's Ontario. There's so many airports that you Mm -hmm. can fly into. So I just like to tell people that, like, look at all the different airports and find your best option. We love John Wayne, totally spoiled by it because we fly Alaska and there's just nonstops that go in and out and it's the closest to the parks. So, but that's not gonna work for a lot of people. For instance, Ashley flew in that night, that Sunday night, and she had to fly into LAX because she wanted to fly, try out United Polaris. Mm-hmm. And so she had to rent a car and then, you know, there's traffic and she, it's just way more of an ordeal if you're at LAX because you're either renting a car or taking an expensive Uber or getting a shuttle or something. And it's, if there's and, traffic, it's going to take you yeah, a long I was gonna time. Say, and traffic's always... A risk, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. All right. Well, what about your tickets? Because I know you, did you do two days in the parks? Yeah. Originally, I was going to try to just do one day. Like I said, I thought, oh, it'd be so fun to just fly in, do one day, fly out, not even stay in a hotel. And it's just, that didn't work out. But also, I had Capital One Miles that I wanted to use to erase at least part of the ticket charge. And so I knew in order to do that, I would have to buy the tickets third party. Mm-hmm. So either Undercover Tourist or Getaway Today are just kind of the two main ones that I look at. 
And you can't buy one day tickets with them. Right. So, yeah. And then I, and then I ended up finding the Sunday morning flight and the Tuesday morning flying back home flight. And I thought, I don't want to just fly down Sunday morning and not go to the parks. What am I going to do? So I thought I'll just do two days, one day alone, getting a bunch of footage for almost free traveling, doing research, and Mm -hmm. then do the next day with Ashley in the park. So once I knew I was going to do two days, then I could start looking at tickets on Undercover Tourist versus Getaway Today. And do you know which one I ended up buying from because it was less expensive? I'm going to guess Undercover Tourist. Yeah. How'd you know that? Uh, I think you posted it in your stories. I cheated. Yeah. Yeah, but I pulled people and a lot of people knew that they were cheaper. So I thought, I don't know if people looked ahead and then went back and voted in the poll or people just know that they cost less. But I did. So let me just say it was $8 less for me to purchase through Undercover Tourist, which obviously I'm going to spend $8 less. And I have a track record with them for one reason, probably because they're always cheapest. I always buy from them. Mm Mm-hmm. But I did have someone reach out to me and say that they can always get Getaway Today to price match. Oh, but why? <laughs> well, I know like that's what I asked her. Thing, I was right? like, well, but why do you want to do that? And she just has, happens to have a track record with Getaway Today and mm-hmm. has had all kinds of good customer spe- customer service experiences with them. Okay. Where they've had to, you know, change tickets, transfer tickets, I don't know, all kinds of different cancellations and refunds. And so she has a lot of trust built up with them. And so they always price match for her. So have you already erased your purchase? No, I want to talk about that. (gasps) Oh, okay. (laughs) Right now? Yeah, I thought we could. So basically... I have enough Capital One miles. I have like 21,000 Capital One miles. So I could erase $210 of my $380 ticket. Wait a second. How much was it for two days? $385? It was $380 for two park hoppers with Genie Plus. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. I was like, yeah. A basic ticket? No. Okay. Park Hoppers with Genie Plus. I went deluxe because I was with Ashley. Yes. She's luxury. I'm, she's bougie. I'm, you're almost free traveling. I'm budget. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, so basically it's sitting there in my statement and I can't decide whether I'm going to erase it or not. <laughs> it's kind of funny because, I mean, what are you going to do with 21,000 Capital One miles? And I don't anticipate an influx of more Capital One miles. Where am I going to play? I don't know. One flight? One ticket? I don't know. You could get to Hawaii round trip. For for one person? For one person. (laughs) You can go by yourself. (laughs) I can't decide. Yeah. I've been hoarding my Capital One miles. I don't know why. I don't really know what I'm going to use them for yet. How many do you have? A lot. Like, probably between Ross and I, like 250,000. Well, if I had 250000 I would probably do something different with them. But I feel like I yeah. have, like, a leftover amount. I right. know I have a leftover amount from a redemption I did for to stay in a Hawaii, a condo in Hawaii. So, yeah. I see anyway, this is one of those situations where it's like, 
do we need to cash out those miles? Should we keep them for something? And to be honest, I haven't decided yet. Okay. Stay tuned. But I did, I found out something else, another way I could have hacked this that I wanted to share that's kind of interesting. Okay. I have a little over 8,000 built rewards. Okay. And so I could have gone in and used those 8,000 built rewards against these Disney tickets and purchased the tickets through the built portal and paid the balance on my Capital One card. Okay. So and it then... lets you apply like a, par a partial? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I didn't know that. Now, the nice thing is that you're getting 25% more for your built reward in the portal. Right. It's sort of like the Sapphire, like the Sapphire and the Chase portal. That's how the built portal operates. And so it would have been better value. And mm -hmm. I, so I messaged, I messaged Richard and asked him, he thinks it'll co code as Expedia. Which is which who be, runs their portal, which would be which travel. Would be travel, yeah, that would be my guess. I know. So, I could have. I had already purchased my tickets at that point, mm -hmm. but that is just an interesting. That would be an interesting way to combine built and built your built rewards and your Capital One miles. I see what you're saying. Pay the balance. Use the built points you have to mm -hmm. get as much as you can. Use the balance. Or pay the balance off with your Capital One miles. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, sounds like there's options. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Are there Disney World? Was it Disney World tickets that weren't in the Built Portal for a while? Which That's ones were right. not? Okay. I, but I Disneyland think tickets are there. Okay. Disneyland tickets are there. Disneyland tickets are also in the Chase Portal. Last time I checked. Okay. Um, Disneyland Paris is also in the Built Portal. So could you, you said that Disneyland tickets are in the Chase portal? Yeah. Last For time I checked. So you could have done that too? That yeah. That would have been another option? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's Just want right. to know all my options, Sam. All right. Well, let's tell me about your hotel. I think you said you stayed somewhere that you've never stayed before, right? Somewhere yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So Ashley booked the... Sheraton Park Hotel at the Anaheim Resort, it's called. Okay. It is down off Catella. So it's across from the Toy Story parking lot, south of the parks. Mm -hmm. And it was nice. It's renovated. We had club access because Ashley has Marriott Platinum. Because she used to be a digital nomad, so I think she has status with everyone. But uh -huh. um, she... So we got breakfast, for instance, in the club lounge. Otherwise, there's no free breakfast. Um, it's not a great one for families because their rooms only sleep up to four people. Mm -hmm. So I think if I had Marriott points, there are other there would be other options to book, like the Courtyard Anaheim Resort. That is right across the street. It gets almost five star reviews, but it's like eighty five thousand points a night. Yeah, it's a lot. What on earth? I I probably would never do that. Yeah. The Fairfield Anaheim is also across the street, and it costs half as much as the courtyard. Okay. 
they get good reviews, right? I hear good things about Fairfield. Yeah, both of those people love, and I think primarily because they are across the street, which is really nice. They are actually walking distance. You just walk across, and you're at security. Okay. The main gate. But I think the Marriott I'm most interested in is the Element Anaheim Resort Convention Center. It's on Clementine, okay. so it's kind of around the corner near I-5. It's newer, only 41,000 points a night, at least on some nights. Free breakfast. Okay. Um, and then we've also stayed at the Spring Hill Suites main gate, which is up on Ball Road at the north end of the park. Costs even less, includes breakfast, okay. all those things. Yeah, I like that there's a lot of Marriott options. We have a whole episode about how to use Marriott points for your lodging at Disney World and Disneyland, if you want to go listen to that one. Do you know what it's called? Yeah, yeah, it's episode 26, and it's with Camry from Our Family Passport, and it's the title is Earning and Burning Marriott Points at Disneyland and World. Perfect. It's a yeah. great episode. Yep, I loved that one. I learned a lot in that one. <laughs> I did want to talk about the Toy Story parking lot. Okay. Have you experienced it? Sam, I know nothing. I know that I went before. You've been I knew there? Me. Yeah, but like, it's like a vague memory at this okay. point. <laughs> Tell well, us. Well, okay. If you look on a map, the Toy Story parking lot is like kitty corner to the parks on the southeast corner. It's huge. And okay. You can pay $30 to park there. Like if you're going, if you're driving in from somewhere and parking for the day, you can pay $30 and there's a shuttle that takes you to the main gate. Like I said, I flew in Sunday morning, put my backpack in a locker, went to the parks. And then at the end, by the end of the day, um, Ashley was still in traffic coming back. And so around 10, 15 or something, I left the parks and I was thinking I would go take a lift back to the hotel but i you have to walk by the shuttles to get to the drop-off spot and i saw the toy story shuttle and i thought i should take this because i talk about it all the time and i've never taken it so i got on it rode to the toy story parking lot that part was fine and mm -hmm. awesome i was like this is such a great hack now i'll just walk to my hotel well it drops you off in and you have to walk all the way across this enormous parking lot and then you have to cross the street and then you have to walk all the way to your hotel so by the time i got to the sheraton i really think it would have been the same as just walking from disneyland to the sheraton yeah you thought you were getting somewhere on yeah. that shuttle the blocks are huge down there so i just want people to know you're so tired by the end of the day. <laughs> you just, just spend the 10 bucks or whatever. Yeah. And lifts are, it's about $10 to lift back yeah. and forth to the parks. So, especially if you've got kids with you. Oh my gosh. I know I was yeah. by myself. Like, no one yeah. was hangry. No one was crying. I can't even imagine if I, I would, this is what I'm saying. I would only take that shuttle if you're parked in that parking lot. Got I wouldn't, I wouldn't use it for the hotels. Okay. Cause your thought was if you took that shuttle, it would get you closer to like the main drag, right? Where you could walk to your hotel and it just didn't. Really I don't know. I don't know what right. I thought. I just thought I was going to save money. You know gotcha. how I am. Yeah. Well, Hey, you tried it. You researched yep. it so that someone else doesn't have to make the same mistake. People need to know. 
That's right. All right. So what about like you probably bought food and maybe some other things in the park. Did you hack those in any way? Yeah, well, the way I usually hack souvenirs for myself or just like Disney clothing items is I love to borrow. And I did borrow my sister's really cute Mickey, like tie-dye sweatshirt. Oh, I so saw cute. you in that. That was adorable. Isn't that cute? Yeah, I, I want to know where she got it. I also purchased, or I didn't purchase, I borrowed her Adidas crossbody bag. It's like a fanny pack or you can wear it across your shoulder. What's that called? Okay. A crossbody bag? Yeah, sure. I've so. totally been converted. Like I've I've been wearing a backpack to Disney for a long time, and that crossbody bag was the best. Do you want to know what a nerd I am? I wear both. Because you wear, have like, so a... much stuff. Well, I think because especially if I'm there with the kids, I've got a backpack to hoard all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, ponchos and sweatshirts and yeah. water bottles and God knows what else. And then I want quick access to my phone and my wallet so i wear the crossbody bag in front of me to Why get to that for the backpack we okay would you believe it the last time we went we both had a backpack on i can see it we had a lot when of you're stuff. With kids yeah it's the kids and then it was it was cold so we had to oh yeah. pack all these extra layers so we were just camels walking around disney world all week <laughs> but anyway just wanted to throw that in there yeah you can wear both you can really cool i know i mean i was by myself so it was just oh, that was all yeah. i needed right uh but i did want i used my sapphire preferred in the parks anytime i bought food so i could earn three ultimate rewards for every dollar i spent mm -hmm. and um I was going to try to use Disney rewards for my Disney credit card. I have a little update to share about that. Okay. So I don't know if I've shared here before, but I opened the Disney credit card a few years ago. Totally regretted it. It was like a cash bonus for opening. Before you knew better? Before I knew better. And I mm -hmm. didn't even, the minimum spend wasn't even enough to spend as much as you need to spend to get to redeem your Disney rewards. You have to have, you have to earn 20 Disney dollars in order to redeem any Disney dollars. And I've had 17 sitting there forever. That's hysterical. Just from the first time you opened it? It's also just aggravating. Yes. Yeah. Just from the first time I opened it. So Why won't they just give you your $17? There, it's so funny. It's really, it's not customer optimized at all. Okay. All right. Well, so basically... I downgraded the Disney card to the no fee option. Okay. Um, and then I had heard Heather from Homeschooling on Points talk about how sometimes they offer, Chase will offer her five times multipliers on her Disney card. And I had never seen that on my Disney card until this spring. Chase offered me five times groceries on my Disney card. And... I actually don't have a way to get five times groceries on any other card. Okay. I'm I'm thinking through my cards for a second. Yeah. Unless it's a rotating category. Okay. So, so did that get you enough to cash them out? Finally? Yeah, I got I got my Disney. I I will get my Disney rewards out of jail. And the way I did that is that we purchased our groceries on that card for the quarter. And um 
but here's the thing. <laughs> they still make it so difficult. So you have to, you have to reach 20 Disney dollars and then you have, you can't just like spend on the card and use those Disney rewards to erase a charge. You have to order like a Disney rewards card mm-hmm. and it takes a week to get to you. And if you want to rush it to yourself, you have to pay $10. And Disney, what? if you're listening, this is just, it continues to be terrible. Just when I think they've redeemed themselves, I'm still, <laughs> I still feel like <laughs> it takes so much effort. So next time I go to Disneyland, though, I'm going to have a Disney rewards card and wow. it's going to have money on it. So what I hear you saying, <laughs> what I hear you saying is it's a scam and you had to put a whole <laughs> quarter's worth of groceries on your card to get your 20 bucks. What I'm saying is, um, don't get a Disney card. Yeah. If you want Disney perks, get a Disney debit card. Yes. It seems like an obvious choice if you're a Disney fan, but I've never heard anyone say, I'm so glad I have a Disney credit card. Yeah. Right? It just doesn't sound like the rewards are worth it. Sometimes people say that, but it's because they, they aren't travel hackers yet. Mm, okay. They don't. They don't know. They don't know what they're missing. Right. But we tell them. That's, right. That's okay. When you know, when you you do better when you know better. That's right. Yeah, I do want to talk a little bit more about di- Disney dining, Kim. Okay, Sam. So there were three restaurants that I wanted to go to, in. Disneyland and California mm-hmm. Adventure. And um, it was Cafe Orleans, Blue Bayou for Ashley's birthday lunch, and then Lamplight Lounge. And um, of course, I booked last minute. And so I wasn't, you know, up at 6, 8, up at 6 a.m. 60 days out to get my dining reservation. So right. I used Mouse Watcher, which I've used in the past. And I got all three of my reservations. I just did a la carte reservations. You pay $5 for each alert and you can sort of set it to span up to three days. You can select lunch and dinner over up to three days. And um, I got every reservation I wanted. So That's I love awesome. that hack and I wanted to share it. Well, do I have more questions about mouse watchers. That's what it's called. Yeah. Mouse watcher. Yeah. Do you, um, is there like a plan where you can get more alerts or do you have to pay for each one that you set? There is a plan. In fact, okay. um, my friend, Emily, went to Disney World last year and she used a plan because she wanted, there were five restaurants she wanted. And if you pay $19.95 for a month, mm-hmm. basically, you can set up to five active alerts. Oh. Well, and I she got everything she wanted. That's she awesome. got Chef Mickey, Ohana, Akershus. How do you say that? Yeah. I mean, your guess is as good as mine. But it's the, Cinderella's the royal princesses. table. Yeah. Right. Skipper Canteen and Space 2020. Although she said they didn't take the times they got through Space 2020, which that is an issue. You, But I think it's an issue anyway when you're getting dining reservations. You don't always get the it time is. you want. Yeah. Because I was going to ask if you had ever used um, touringplans.com, their dining alerts. Have you ever tried them? No. And I want to hear about it because I know you well, I'm yeah, hearing you about should... it first thing from you. You should try it next time just to compare, but that's what we've always used. We tend to buy a touring plans 
subscription when we know we have a Disney trip coming up and Mm -hmm. because we use it for a bunch of different things. But even if you don't pay for it, you can set two alerts for free at a time. And so then like if your reservation comes up, you'll they'll send you a text and an email and a link to go book it to the Disney's website. Um, And then like once you get one, you can add another one because now you've already found it and you can. So if you've got time, it works where you only have two set up at a time. Or if you're like us, you don't set a whole lot of dining reservations because we're kind of cheap. Nice. Okay, so I could have used, I could have set two alerts through them and paid $5 to Mouse Watcher for the third. Yeah. I mean, how soon did you know you were going? How long did you have this planned? Hmm. I think a month out. Okay. Because, I mean, potentially you could have had two set and then, like, like I said, once one is reserved like once they find a reservation for you then you could set the third one or if you subscribe for 17.95 to touring plans for a year can you set unlimited so i think we tried to find an answer to this i don't know exact i think i can't remember i've never had an issue like setting as many as i needed Mm -hmm. like i would even set like if i knew there were two days that would work for a specific restaurant i would put like one for monday and one for wednesday and see if which one came up first and then that would kind of dictate our plans for the week um but that was another thing you said that you said that you could do one alert and then set it for a span of three days mm-hmm. i like that that's something i wish that touring plans did it has other things that we use it for like i like that you can like it'll help you pick the best room at the disney resort that you're staying at like they have pictures from the balconies of most of the rooms on property so you can get a feel for like what your view would look like which i think is really cool and then you can have them send the request to the hotel like and it'll send them exactly like a room in this section on this floor like yeah it's pretty cool so i like that and then also the touring plans like they have the lines app um that will like in real time give you the best way to optimize your time and to not wait in lines and i think they say on their website they could save you up to four hours of waiting in line which is kind of cool wow so that is cool i don't know for me it's like it's worth it. and you you can find coupon codes online sometimes too to get it for a couple dollars off so like for 15 bucks it's fun that's a good to deal like use the features yeah okay so after we started researching this a little bit i found a blog post online that surveyed mouse watcher touring plans and mouse dining they all offer dining alerts and what they found was that touring, touring plans and Mouse Watcher are the best two, in their opinion. Here's, mm-hmm. what, here's what they said. They said touring plans was able to get more canceled reservations in advance two to three weeks before our trip. In conclusion, you have options and you should look into all of them. Touring plans, Mouse Watcher. Um, the other thing is you can also just walk up sometimes and get these i know for sure with cafe orleans with lamplight lounge even with blue bayou depending on crowds if you're walking by just look in the app Mm -hmm. at the restaurant and they'll have join the walk-up list i do this for oga's cantina all the time and sometimes there's just spots in there and you can grab them because people cancel the day of all the time Right? Yeah. I mean, I was getting lamp. That's how I got Lamplight Lounge. It was like five o'clock. And I, or I mean, it was that day, Uh I think. 
I was in the park and I got the notification and um Lamplight Lounge is one of the coolest things I've done what at Disney. is that well you're, you're speaking another language because I know it is a restaurant that is on Pixar Pier it faces Incredicoaster Mickey's Ferris wheel that whole setup and then also you can watch World of Color from Lamplight Lounge so if if there were one restaurant that I were going to recommend between Disneyland and California Adventure, it would be getting Lamplight Lounge for 8 p.m. Okay. I want to do that. I think it's the best thing around. We we should try and do that when we go in November. Yeah. You're just going to have to teach me everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Blue Bayou is really cool, too, because it's inside Pirates. Oh, yeah. I saw your pictures. It's really cute. That looked really fun. Very, very, very cute. And I did, and I enjoyed Cafe Orleans too, but Lamplight Lounge is the one I can't live without. I have opinions about the trade-offs that come with dining reservations and Genie Plus, and I just have to get this out. Okay, tell us. So it was the first time I'd had Genie Plus, and there were things I really loved about it. Um, obviously... I my back felt way better at the end of these park days because I just wasn't standing as much. Uh-huh. So I really appreciated that. But the thing about dining reservations and Genie Plus Lightning Lanes is that they end up dictating where you have to be when. And so there is a little bit of loss of freedom of doing doing what I want. Where it's yeah. like, oh, I scheduled lunch for myself like a week ago. I grabbed a mouse watcher for Cafe Orleans for one o'clock at Disneyland. But now I'm I'm here in the parks and I'm not hungry and I'm at California Adventure. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. But don't you feel like all of Disney is that way now? Like everything has to be so scheduled and mapped out before you even get there. If do you feel if you do all those things, I mean, when I. Like, remember, I go with my family and we don't make any reservations and we don't right. buy Genie Plus. So we just, like, bounce around Wing the parks. It. We do a lot of early morning, late night, rope drop, single rider mm -hmm. strategies. And once in a while, we stand in line for Remy for two hours. I don't know. It's just trade-offs. Right. There are trade-offs. So it was... It was really fun to experience Genie Plus, and it allowed me to ride certain rides multiple times that I probably only would have ridden once. Mm-hmm. That is a nice thing. I liked that. Can I ask really quick, how much was Genie Plus on, like, how much more did it cost you? I know you paid about it, like, as a package thing, right? Yeah, it was $25 a day. Okay. All right. When you're going by yourself, I would definitely do it. Yeah. Right. I don't know if I could do that times five. Or maybe. I don't know. When my kids were little, we did buy Max Pass, but it was only $15, I think, or 12 mm -hmm. Yeah, which it. now seems like a deal. Again, it's nice to have options and had a lot of fun figuring out how to use Genie Plus. Kim and I love bringing you Disney content every week. Thanks for showing your support by using the credit card affiliate links in the show notes. It costs you nothing and means everything to us. 
Don't forget to join us next week for another episode of the Disney Points podcast, where we'll unpack another way to save on your next Disney vacation. See you real soon. Thank you.